Hello and welcome to the On The Button podcast. Today I'm very excited to be talking to Catherine State from Go Carbis. I've known Catherine for a very long time, been lucky enough to work with her for many years. She's now head of customer advocacy at GoCardless, who make it easy to collect recurring one-off and variable payments from customers all over the world. And we'll find out a little bit more about that. Interestingly, we talked to Catherine about how she's using video generally in customer advocacy, and she really is demonstrating some great examples of best practice for gathering customer advocacy stories from all over the world. But we talked to her about measurement using site views, dwell time, and importantly, influence revenue to measure the success of video. I'm sure you're gonna find this episode really interesting. Catherine, so thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. We've worked together for probably, well, it's got to be about 10 years now, I think, something like that. But for the listeners that don't know you, it would be fantastic if you could just introduce yourself, please. Sure. So my name is Catherine State, and I am head of customer advocacy at GoCardless, um, and we're a global leader in direct bank payments. Fantastic. So where do we start? What's customer advocacy? Can you tell us all about that and what your role involves? Gosh, what is customer advocacy? So, I mean, in short, for me, customer advocacy is about finding mutually valuable opportunities. So working with our customers to create content that's going to be valuable for GoCardless, but also is meaningful for them too. So you mentioned GoCardless there, obviously, that's where you work, but some people may not be familiar with GoCardless. So it'd be great if you could give us a quick introduction as to who GoCardless are and what they do. We're a global leader in direct bank payments. We work with customers across many global regions, especially UK, Australia, New Zealand, France, Germany, and North America. Great. And um, your role in customer advocacy, I guess it expands across all of those regions. Is that right? I mean, does customer advocacy work worldwide or is it stronger in certain regions? Customer advocacy at GoCardless is a global function. So we support all of our regions. I would say that... Customer advocacy will always be more successful where you have established relationships with customers, because typically you are working with customers on customer advocacy who are engaged, happy and seeing value from the products um, and services that we offer. So we definitely have a more buoyant customer advocacy program in the UK where we kind of make sense because that's where we started. But it's we're, we're growing and accelerating fast into our other regions. Fantastic. And we have worked together on some customer advocacy projects, in fact, many. And it really stands out to me how the relationship that you personally have with your clients is so strong. And that seems to drive much better results from the content that you're making. Can you tell me a little bit about your role and how you're able to develop these amazing relationships with your clients? That's very kind of you to say, uh, firstly. Um, I think I'm very lucky because I've actually got to meet and work with some pretty talented and and awesome individuals. But yeah, I think it really does go back to that concept of creating mutual value. Whenever we work with a customer, we actually lead with what we can do for them. So just to explain sort of shortly, essentially, every customer that we meet, we tell them a little bit about what we do. What do we do? We can create great film content, working alongside Big Button, of course. We can create written content, social campaigns. We can work with other areas of the business to put our customers on stages, whether that's internal events or external events. And each one of those things has a very clear and obvious reason why for GoCardless. But actually, different customers have got also different motivations. So when we present the things that we can do, that we'd like to do with our customer, 
we immediately then say, and how could this help you? And some customers might say, oh, film content. Well, that's really great because actually we've got some shareholders or some investors that we really need to tell our story to. So we could, this will help us. Or it may be that there's a customer who is a really active thought leader in their industry and what we can do can really propel them to the next level. Or, and most recently, we've seen a lot of our customers be really interested in creating, you know, slightly different separate edits of the films, perhaps to use for talent recruitment. So, you know, a long answer for your question, Simon, but I think, you know, the relationships we create are successful because we are always truly thinking, what can we do for our customers? Now, that sounds really obvious when you say it out loud, but you'd be amazed at how many clients that we work with that don't necessarily understand that. They're concentrating on the film that they're making rather than their customer and the experience that their customer has throughout the process. And I think that's essential, really, isn't it? What I've seen at GoCardless is, uh, and, and working with you over the years, is that it's almost like the film is a byproduct of you just building a relationship with a customer. Is that, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think I totally trust that if you lead with value and you make this about the customer, it's natural that we'll get actually what we need as well. So, yeah, I do agree with that. I think another thing that you sort of just mentioned as well is about making it really easy. You know, we we work hard to make this process as seamless and easy as possible. I mean, I've heard of programs in the past where customers are kind of invited to be part of a program and then sent a list of questions that they answer themselves within an email and we want to make it as easy as possible for our customers to participate whether that's face-to-face filming whether that's filming virtually we try and make it really quick really simple really authentic we make the edit process quick and easy as well um so yeah I think it's about building a customer first approach into the way we operate as well um which which also benefits everyone involved how important is it to have an agency that you can work with who facilitate those things? Because you've just talked about making it easy for the customer. And I would imagine that production process is a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that um, I feel that, I mean, this is a little bit of a um, giving Big Button some really awesome positive feedback, but I think it's very warranted. But I think we have a shared ethos in all the years that we've worked together. I know that you also truly believe in putting your customers first and I think, you know, when you're inviting a customer of yours, you know, as, as mine as GoCardless into this process and to kind of be put in front of a supplier of ours, you need to feel the trust that they're going to be treated in the same way by your supplier as that you would treat them yourself. And I've always felt very assured of that. Um, but yeah, make, making it easy for customers, I feel that one of the things that we are very, very passionate about is creating authentic content i.e you know no scripts as much as possible we don't even like to share questions in advance and I know a lot of that has come from working with Big Button and the advice you've given to us about best practice but you know that's scary I mean even sitting and talking to you today being on the other side of the interview it's amazing how um, quickly your brain stops functioning in the way that it usually functions. And, you know, we appreciate that we're asking a lot of our customers putting them in front of a camera. And it always feels that Big Button are there at hand to make that process as easy as possible. And just from from helping people feel more comfortable when the interview begins through to, you know, the gentle conversational tone that the questions take. Yeah, I think having um, having trusted partners 
you know, it's a really, really important part of that process. And I should mention as well, sometimes we do things that don't involve film. And we've got other great partners that we work with, one of whom is um, a copywriter I've worked with for a number of years, David Jameson. And, you know, he's the same. There's a consistency there that if he's conducting an interview, it, it's very much that, that same approach of, of putting the customer first. Fantastic. And you talking of customers, obviously, GoCardless have a lot of customers. And one of what we previously in other organizations, it's been the same. You can't just get, I mean, you could, you could go out and just start finding customers and asking them to be in films and other types of media to talk about how great you are. But obviously, you have a finite amount of time. And, you know, some clients, I guess, are going to be, you know, more worthy of talking to and featuring in these in these stories than others, maybe for one reason or another. How do you make sure that the the stories that you're choosing, the customers you're choosing, and the films that you're making, you know, the messages in there, how do you ensure that that's aligned with the strategic objectives of the business more generally? I mean, this is something I'm really, really passionate about. So if I think about, you know, first and foremost, value to customers, but secondly, the strategic pursuit of customers to support a customer advocacy program is, is so, so important. And in fact, um, I was very, very lucky to um, start my sort of career in customer advocacy at Rackspace. I was really, really lucky that I was able to build a, a blueprint for how we should align to the rest of the business. And actually moving over to Go Cardless in, in February in 2021, in some ways took that blueprint over. But again, I've been very, very lucky to work with an awesome team at Go Cardless to further finesse that and ensure that it meets the needs of this business because every business is different. So working with Hamish Wood, who is our uh, customer experience and advocacy director, we looked at this blueprint, if you like, and sort of started to think about how we ensured that we're spending our, our time and our budgets in the right places. And we've kind of, we have built a, a sort of prioritization strategy, which sees us spending around 60% of our time focusing on stories that we believe are strategically important for the business. And how do we define strategically important? We actually look at our businesses, OKRs, objective and key results, which are typically in three pillars. And we just make sure that those three pillars reflect in that strategic pursuit of stories. So an example of that, for instance, is, you know, go cardless. We are very, very focused on driving forward innovation around open banking. So you know, it's absolutely a given that any customer that we're working with who is using any of our sort of new open banking powered features would be very firmly in that strategic bucket of stories as we as we look at that prioritization approach that we have. And so, yeah, typically we spend about 60 percent of our time focusing on strategic stories. And that is also where we would take a film led approach, because we think that it's really really worthy of the investment for those stories. That's not to say we don't use films for stories that we consider sort of not in that in that pool, but it's just a given that we will when they're there. And I think having that prioritization approach really makes sure that we are delivering value back to the business because at the end of the day, you know, measuring our success is is so, so key to the effectiveness of what we're doing. Which takes us neatly to measurement. So uh, you've talked there about the fact that it is an inv a big investment video sometimes. And you've talked about targeting these videos so that they're more strategic. And that's all great. But one thing that I'm very passionate about is understanding whether the content that we're making for our clients is effective or not. And the way in which you've been measuring things has been really exciting. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that. Measurement. Well, I'm not going to lie, Simon. I think measurement is is a real challenge. Um, 
mainly I think, because customer advocacy is a really cross-functional pursuit. So at Go Cardless, we sit in the customer success part of the organization, which I absolutely adore. Previously, customer advocacy teams I've been in have been in communications, in marketing. Um, some organizations have it in product marketing. You know, it could really fit in many areas of the business. And the reason why is because it actually serves so many areas of the business. So we're passionate about making sure that we maximize every single opportunity in customer advocacy. So let's say we interview a customer. We decide to take a film-led approach because they're a strategic customer. We create a suite of films. We create written content. We create some content for social. We create some sales enablement content. And it's all created in one suite, one package that's all aligned to that customer. When we launch that story, we make all that content available to teams across the business. And we're sort of, we do a launch, you know, we, we create with our social team and a really a, a nice sort of celebration and launch on social. But then all that content is pushed out and left with everyone to use however they like. And as much as we may love the idea of being across all of that, it's impossible. I mean, we've already created about 16 stories this year, each of which has multiple assets. Um, and we want everyone to use them. We don't want to create constraints around how people are using content. But it does mean that in some ways you're kind of, you're letting that content go. And then, you know, you've got to try and report and track what's what's everyone doing with that content. And yeah, it, it's, there's a lot. And the the amount of data that you could collect is almost sort of mind boggling, really. So how do you make sense of all of this, of all these assets and and, and really try and understand that ROI? So what we've been doing, and it has really been a team effort. So again, you know, huge kudos to Hamish for sort of helping us point in the right direction here. But also um, Ema Breen, who uh, joined Go Cardless last year as well, she is been absolutely incredible in in the sort of uh, behind the scenes pulling some of these measurement plans together but what we decided was we wanted to measure ourselves by influenced revenue so we wanted to understand the impact that our content was having on sales conversations and on deals that were essentially coming into the business at go cardless we have a, a win wire so we've been tracking the deals that come through the WinWire, and then we've been using other tools to identify how our content has been used in those deal conversations. And if we find evidence, and I mean really clear evidence, that a customer story has been used within a deal conversation, and it has to be a customer story that we've created since sort of the new iteration of customer advocacy kicked off in sort of March 2021, we consider that that deal has been influenced by customer advocacy and therefore we um, we sort of attribute that number to, to us. Um, so that's our kind of key ROI is influenced sales revenue. But we have a secondary measure as well because we, you know, we contribute to brand awareness. But again, we tried to take a, a holistic measurement. So we thought, well, if you've got, for instance, marketing demand gen, sending out our stories in an email, social, putting it on organic social, maybe our um, paid uh, media team using snippets of films in their campaigns as well. What that usually culminates towards is website views on our customer stories pages. So again, we've taken a sort of holistic number that we are measuring and tracking the increase in, in website views in the customer advocacy area over time to see if really the kind of culminative effect of every single way in which stories are being used within marketing are driving um, increased visitors to those pages.
that's all amazing. I think one of the reasons, you know, that I've seen it work so well and one of the things that's impressed me is is the way that you've distributed it amongst the organization. I mean, that's something that really you know, it's it's a an age old problem. People create loads of great content and it never goes anywhere. No one even knows it exists. Um, and one of the things that you're doing is kind of promoting it so people do know it exists and they use it. And you've talked about how you measure. So has it worked? Well, we kicked off our new targets in January 2022, and we agreed to some fairly aspirational targets with our leadership team. As of the end of June 2022, so six months down the line, we'd achieved 85% of our influence revenue target and 69% of our brand awareness target. We're also really excited to win a customer advocacy award recently that really focused on that measurement methodology that we've introduced. It was a cap award for customer advocacy impact. And it's it's really given us some confidence and validated our approach so far. But, you know, I really do think this is just the beginning. We, we've started to see this holistic picture of the value that we're bringing back into the organisation. And we have definitely seen a positive impact from the films that we've been creating across all of our audiences internally. It's definitely something that is really, if I'm honest, Simon, it's really, really difficult to constantly track how content's being used by different teams across the business. But we constantly are staying in touch with teams and understanding how they're using our content and getting feedback. So, for instance, um, we work really, really closely with our um, paid media teams and our social teams and we sort of we get feedback and we look into the data and we understand we get to see a picture of how different films have performed and where there might be a film that's like really made an impact we can start to think about why is it the brand is it the way that the film's been put together Um, and we sort of have open discussions with all of our stakeholders take that feedback and just constantly look at how we can evolve and improve our approach really for for everyone in the business Um, we've also been looking at videos and and how they perform on our website so the customer story area of the go cardless website is kind of owned by our team we've got quite a few historic stories on there that are still relevant because they either, you know, were produced sort of within the last sort of three or four years and there's still a relevant story there or it's a brand that's still very much a customer that we absolutely adore. Some of them, though, we've started to kind of take away because obviously they've been with us for a little bit too long. And we 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 started to have a look at the top viewed stories. Some of them have got video, some of them don't. And we found that Stories with films that have been created since we joined the company, which let's say is March 2021, have a 61% longer dwell time than stories that have got no film, so written stories only. Um, And, you know, huge credit to Big Button there because every film we've created since March 2021 has been a Big Button production. But then interestingly, we sort of looked even further and saw that there was an 88% longer dwell time on the newer pages with big button films than stories that had older films on them. So, you know, we can see that not only are our visitors interested in having film, but it's also sort of a quality of film and maybe the types of stories that we're sharing. So, you know, like I say, we've got a lot more to do, but so far, you know, it certainly feels like like film is having a a positive impact on our audiences and, and their needs.
That's amazing. And thank you for those stats. It's um, it's really interesting. I think that it does show that specifically that 80% stat that tells us that, you know, the new films you're making are outperforming the older films. The work that you're doing to focus on more strategic stories that are going to be more interesting and relevant for your audiences with and the work that we're doing, advising on strategically on that video content, like, you know, not having a big logo animation at the start, for example, which we know will will kill audience retention and looking at duration and looking at how we can make those stories more interesting. It seems to be working, which is great because good video is hard work. I think you'll agree. I mean, obviously, we try to make it as easy for you as possible, but I know you put a lot of work in in the background to find those customers and make them put them at ease about taking part in a story but it, it kind of pays off for you so that must feel pretty good it does and I do think that there is there's value in film as well that almost sort of transcends that measurement which is about relationship building and um, I've always felt that something very magical happens when you work on a film with someone and actually I felt this in my previous sort of roles where I wasn't fully specialized in customer advocacy um, I've I've had roles that have kind of been all around marketing or internal comms. But as soon as you kind of bring a team of people together to create a film, and this may sound a little romantic of me, but um, <laughs> but it's it's something quite sort of memorable. It's something mm. that you know we've we've had customers tell us how they're going to take that away and share it with their families, with oh. like their elderly parents. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's just something really awesome about creating something together that you all feel very proud of and I think it supercharges a relationship so I mean don't get me wrong when I say it transcends the measurement oh my you know the ROI is number one yeah and but but there is something really special about creating films it's experiential isn't it yeah it's uh, the amount of times that I'll leave a shoot and I'll you know you'll high five these people that you've never really kind of met before and they're so excited and buzzing from the experience that, you know, maybe that we forget sometimes they may have been awake all night the night before worrying about being being in a film. Um, and we've had people tell us that. I think even when I've been working with you and actually the relief they feel when actually that experience is all right. And I think I did okay, uh, is amazing. And that just creates that energy um, that it's really exciting to be part of. Yeah. And I think, you know, even the most confident presenter can find being interviewed a real challenge. And then for people who kind of, they know they need to do it. They know that it's something that will be really good for them to do, but it's just not the natural place that they fit. You know, it can be almost traumatic, you know, sort of getting through that. But you're right, like the sense of achievement and pride that you get to at the end. And I just think that we're in a position of great trust. I think you're absolutely right in that the filming begins the moment you walk in that door. Even before that, the moment you pick up the phone to have that initial conversation with someone, you're managing their expectations. You're trying to help them relax about the whole the idea of this filming right from that first conversation. Certainly when we walk in the door um, to film something, we're chatting and trying to relax people and talking about their hobbies and all those things to make friends with them as quickly as we can. So hopefully they will trust us. Thank you. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just add, Simon, I mean, as you mentioned, we've worked together for a long time, but I can't believe how many times we walk into a room and you speak to our customer and within three minutes, you're talking about either 
cycling or cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I find someone that's interested in cars, then we know we're onto a winner. Um, <laughs> um, so, what about the future? Um, you know, you, you said you're kind of in the early days, which is quite exciting because you're already achieving a lot. Um, what are your hopes for the next 12 months and even beyond that? We've got what we call the customer advocacy growth loop at GoCardless, which is essentially sort of a self-perpetuating loop. The more stories you create, the idea is that sort of, you know, the, the more customers you're going to bring in and, and the more you're going to accelerate the program. And I think we kind of kicked that off last year and we're definitely fully ramped now. And we just want to continue with the pursuit of those strategic stories, making sure that we're aligned to the go card list strategy and continue to find, um, you know, customers who are doing really, really awesome things. The team has grown as well. So there's now, uh, we welcomed Alice to the team recently, who's going to be responsible for a lot of the the actual production. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting. I think the next 12 to 18 months should see us like really focusing on, on creating more stories the different regions of go cardless as well which is always super super cool different challenge you know interviewing people in their native language which is absolutely what we always want to do but does add a, an element of complexity into the into the process but we're really really up for it so yeah it's exciting times brilliant catherine is there anything else that you wanted to cover that we haven't covered before i close it out all i would say is i truly honestly believe that customer advocacy is not only cross functional but actually it's just not possible without the support of a huge team network. And I mean, every single customer that we work with has, is only able to work on customer advocacy because they've had a really awesome experience with GoCardless. You know, you would never, why would you become an advocate for a brand that quite frankly hadn't delivered and in order to get customers to the place where they are super happy and ready to become an advocate, there is just an absolute huge, huge number of people involved. And, you know, from from the marketers who are, you know, helping to target customers right at the beginning of their the sales cycle to the sales team that sort of start talking to them about their challenges and presenting solutions through to the finance teams who are like looking after them once they come on board and customer support, the the implementation team. And of course, let's not forget, we have an immense amount of support internally to create the content that we, we put out in customer advocacy. So our design team are amazing. Like shout out to Annabelle, Kitty and Bav. Um, also our content team, our social team. And of course, the awesome partners that we work with, Big Button, David Jameson and others. So yeah, it really is a a, a team it's not just about customer advocacy. We we have to start from a platform and we couldn't do it unless we were on that platform. So yeah, I think I would just like to have a massive shout out really to everyone at Go Cardless and actually also, you know, everyone I used to work with at Rackspace where I started my career in customer advocacy as well. You know, it, it really is a huge, huge team effort. And um, yeah, we wouldn't do what we do if, if everyone else wasn't doing their job so excellently. I think that was so brilliantly summed up and absolutely it kind of outlines why we have issues with some clients who try to introduce us to their customers who really don't have that great experience and it's very hard to create any good content with a customer that really doesn't mean what they're saying. So thank you for that. Catherine, it's been brilliant chatting to you. Thank you so much for spending the time to talk to me on the podcast today and I'm sure I'll see you soon.
Awesome. Thanks for having me, Simon. And thanks to you and everyone at Big Button for all the awesome work that you support us with. It's really awesome working with you all. I hope you found this episode of the podcast useful. If you have, please remember to like and share. On the Button is brought to you by Big Button. Big Button is a strategic video agency. You can find out more about our work at bigbutton.tv. I hope you can join us next time.